Kia ora, I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. Today on The Detail, the MIQ nightmare. Successfully booking one of the rooms is like winning the lottery. Some people sit on the website all day. Refresh, refresh, refresh. To maybe be the lucky one that sees the spot before others. Firstly, we've heard about these cases of humans um, being paid to do the job for you. You can pay $2,000 to someone in Dunedin or you can pay 3000 to a guy in Auckland. The second thing that happened was people wrote computer programs which you can run that do it for you. The bot goes scrolling through, finding the vacant slots and buying them up immediately. Makes it close to impossible for the average New Zealander to get home. And to make it worse, there's this. Three major cities in lockdown, not only Sydney, which is locked down to the end of the month. And in fact, the whole state of Victoria, Marseille, has had its lockdown extended for another week. But now Adelaide is being locked down. As a result of South Australia's lockdown, quarantine-free travel between the state and New Zealand will be paused for seven days. People currently in the state who normally live in New Zealand, however, will be able to return on controlled flights. Now, with New South Wales, it could still be weeks before uh, everybody there has the opportunity to get on a flight to come home. Uh, Some of the people may find themselves there for several months while we work our way through returning people from New South Wales. Today, how MIQ works and why desperate New Zealanders are taking drastic steps to get home. A lot of people have been very helpful in, in trying to help me cheat the system. John Brewer is stuck in Singapore with his wife. He's been trying to get them an MIQ spot for weeks to get home before Christmas, and every time he's failed. From all of that information, I know now that it really isn't possible for anyone to go in there and book themselves a spot unless they're using one of these software tools to help you cheat. So what you're saying is anyone who's got a a space in MIQ has done it by cheating. If they've booked it this month, most likely. But you're determined not to. I think the risk is a lot less for me. Our lease is up here in November, but we can just stay in a hotel. We're not about to run out of money. Nobody's dying. I know enough about the technology that I can make an argument to the ombudsman. And if they don't pay attention, I'll just hire a lawyer. I think I can get this fixed for everyone uh, and not just solve the immediate problem of of getting me home. What do you want the ombudsman to do? Well, I want them to compel MB to solve the problem. I went to them because I complained to MB through their process that um, I was unable to interact with the site in a way that would allow me to get a booking the way that they have required me to use the site. And I can show them that I can't do this and actually get a spot while still obeying the terms and conditions, not giving my password and username away to somebody else to let them use a robot or an army of call centre workers uh, somewhere in Southeast Asia. Which is what a lot of people have resorted to by the sounds of it. I have no idea how many people have resorted to that, but the fact that some of these people are now charging several thousand dollars for a spot means that uh, the demand is high enough that they can do that. So I want the ombudsman to say to MB, MB, you're asking people to do something that's impossible. You need to give them another more accessible way. You have been stuck in Singapore since March last year. That's correct. My wife is working full-time here, and I had been commuting back and forth between New Zealand and Singapore for a couple of years 
we've been based in Southeast Asia mainly since 2018. And we uh, we decided that it was time to come back, move back into our house in Wellington and see all our friends again. And how long have you been trying to get ho- home for? I've only been trying for around a month. The spots for November only opened up at the beginning of July. Yeah, I, a couple hours uh, here and there every day or two and um, no luck. You've actually made a video of 100 attempts to, t- to secure a spot. Yes, I did. That that um, session of 100 attempts took me more like 15 minutes or so. And so that was 100 attempts all at once in one space of time. Of time. And what were you doing? Just refreshing it, refreshing it. Yeah, you have to click refresh and then you have to scroll through the, um, click through the months because it shows you the July and then you have to click to August and then September and then October and then November. You know, more recently, I've just been trying for anything. Uh, spots in August, September, October and November. I've been able to see a date uh, probably in the order of 30 or 40 times. And each one of those 30 or 40 times, by the time I've clicked through the CAPTCHA, the um, the little image puzzle that they make you to um, prove that you're not a, a robot, uh, the spot has been gone. So how long does it take you to get to that point? Anywhere between 10 and 30 minutes. And so because there are people using other tactics, you just keep missing out? That's correct. And some... Uh, Technology people on Twitter have explained in in great detail how the bots are working, and I've actually been emailed some uh, links to code on GitHub and had other people message me, well, this is how to do it. So let's look at how to do it. I'm with Matthew Scott from Newsroom. He wrote a piece about 12,000 MIQ ghost rooms. So this is the MIQ website, and if we go down... It shows the accommodation availability all the way through to November, which you can see is just nothing. There are no spaces? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay, and then it ends in November. There's, they don't go beyond Yeah, November. so they go about three months in advance because after that the airlines haven't yet formalised their plans, so they don't know exactly when uh, people will be coming in. So then if people want to book into it... Log in. Okay, and then so you, put you your, make an account. Right, you put in your email address and then your password. Yeah, and each time you do it, you have to um, go through this. Which is capture. what? This is just to prove that you're not a robot, that there's not a script going yeah. through this part for you. Script. Hold on to that word. We'll get back to it. And then you're logging in. So you and... go in and then you have to make a profile for each passenger. It's like I've made one for myself here. So you put in all your information and then you tell them what you need, like how many rooms do you need. If there was an available date, I could click on it and then go through to having that. You can see July, there's nothing. Yeah. August, nothing. September, nothing. October, November. Okay, (laughs) so there is nothing at the moment. At the moment. What would be the next step for someone trying to grab a spot, you know, that comes up in the next allocation? So they they release them in these sort of arbitrary tranches. It seems like the times when they're most likely to come out, I think, is 9 a.m. or 5 p.m. And so in the sort of first five minutes of that hour, you might have a chance to get one of these. 
But whenever I've gone on around that time, I haven't seen anything come up personally. And other people who have been involved in this process, who I've spoken to, have seen things come up. And then by the time they click on it, someone else has gotten it. Right. So it's not only very difficult to see an available space, an available room on this website. Uh, when you do, you're also just in this kind of sudden mad grab to get it. I've got a daughter in London, tried to get back last year, trying to get back for Christmas. She said it's showing that there are rooms available, but you can't book them. But this has got to stop. You know, where's the kindness? Where's the humanity? It suddenly becomes very competitive. And uh, so there's kind of these two factors, both the lack of supply and the high demand driving this competition for the rooms that there are. Currently, how many rooms are there? So let me see, at the moment there are 4,000 rooms in the operational capacity. So you can see this is just like the information they give out every day. Yeah. Um, so this one, the operational capacity is, that's all the rooms that they have, minus the ones that are being held in contingency, which were these ones they kind of put aside when they started doing the Trans-Tasman bubble. Yeah. So it used to be 4,500, now it's 4,000. And the other 500 are for people who are coming back from... Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah Those that, ones are being used for managed flights at the moment. Yeah. I see. Because mm -hmm. because of the various lockdowns and things, yeah. people have to go yeah. into isolation. Okay. And so then, and sort of in standard MIQ rooms, we've got 4,000. Then there's eight that are offline for maintenance, I think it is. And then rooms allocated, we've got 3,200. So just to recap, there are 4,500 MIQ rooms available. 500 have been put aside for New Zealanders returning from Australia who must do managed isolation. That leaves 4,000 for pretty much everyone else. Yet, on this day that I'm talking to Matthew, there are only 3,200 being used. That means around 800 are empty, and this isn't a one-off. Since the Trans-Hasman bubble started in April... It's been more or less like an average of about a thousand or just under a thousand rooms difference between the operational capacity and the amount of rooms allocated. Wow. So are you saying some days there are a thousand rooms that aren't being mm. used? Yeah. And that's where your 12,000 ghost rooms mm. comes from. So that figure was since the beginning of the year. Between now and January, there's been 12,000 rooms that have just been not utilised by MIQ's own data. So at the moment, because you've printed out this piece of paper from the website presumably, which says managed isolation and quarantine daily 14 day forecast and so it's saying currently there are 3,209 rooms allocated why, why aren't there 4,000 rooms allocated? So that's the question. Yeah, any, any questions to MB or the uh, heads of MIQ on that topic have kind of come back without any clear answers. Last week, the joint head of MIQ, Megan Main, said that it was purely a demand and supply issue as opposed to a systems error. But of course, that doesn't explain why there is this gulf between the amount of rooms and the current rooms allocated. At different times, some of the MIQ facilities have undergone maintenance to like their ventilation systems, uh, like the Grand Millennium and the Grand Mercure. But now both of those are back online, but we still are seeing this difference here. So Christmas is looming. Kiwis are 
aching to come home, but they just can't get that MIQ room. That's where the script comes in. Someone's written a computer code, which basically does everything for you. You've got to install a bunch of software on your computer. It's for the average layman who doesn't know about coding. It's It would be, frankly, extremely difficult. But for some more tech-savvy people, you know, it's, it's very easy. And, you know, within five minutes, I install this bot, run it, and get a spot immediately. So the, the bots that they're talking about more accurately described as scripts? What the script does is constantly refresh and scan the MIQ website for any available spots, alerts you when there is one, and autofills the fields, including your name and details. I was looking at one this morning, and it's something that takes control of your internet browser, and it means that it goes onto that site and it just constantly refreshes it for you. And then if there is a space, it starts beeping. You still have to click book and prove you're not a robot, but the rest is done for you. Because of the rules, the terms of use for the um, MIQ, for this room allocation system are that Basically, you're not allowed to have a bot do the whole thing for you. You have to still be there on hand to um, manually go through and do this part of it. But you can use this these scripts in order to just make the process a lot easier. What, so that isn't breaking the rules? At the moment, it looks like, no, it's not. Because it's, it's against the terms of use to like give out your login details to somebody else. But you don't need to do that for this. Um, and... As I said, I think it's against their their rules to um, completely automate the process, but um, this doesn't do that. But then the question is, of course, like, uh, it's a bit fiddly to get this thing going. You have to, like, know what you're doing on a computer. So it opens up this whole sort of inequality about how um, if some people are using this and some people aren't, then, well, really, like, it's not a fair way to give out these rooms. And there's been a lot of dissatisfaction with the booking and people being able to get into it, especially that some people are gaming the system, they're using the scripts, that poor people, disabled people, older people, anybody who's not flexible with the internet is actually being disadvantaged. And also people are paying someone in a call centre or someone up to several thousand dollars to do mm. it for them, which surely must be breaking the rules. So there's this system called MIQ Helpers who who started earlier this year and they said that their whole sort of MO was just to provide travel agents with a service to make it easier for them to help clients get rooms. But then when they opened their website, a lot of people started to go onto it and use the service. From what I've seen of testimonials, it looks like the service worked for them, but then Pretty quickly after people started to use the site, the price skyrocketed over the course of like two weeks. And the owners of the site said it's because they had a an automated system wherein the price would react to the demand for the service. He said he wasn't in control of that. It's all very murky and confusing, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is confusing. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of numbers, and for people who are overseas right now trying to get home or people whose like families are split up by this thing it's just it must seem like very kafka-esque this um faceless bureaucratic system that just tells you like nope sorry there's no single person at miq that you can get through to to help you megan main responded last week to some criticisms of the way the system's running, saying like... We know that when we've got more people wanting to come to New Zealand than we've got spaces, 
that can be incredibly difficult. It can be incredibly distressing for people um, because the reality is some people will miss out. There's a problem here, and she said... So we know that, you know, on any one day, we'll have something like 5,000 users on the site. Um, you know, we've brought back people from 180 countries, um, but there is a really high demand for places. They suggested some things that might alleviate the issue, like, for example, a queuing system or a an alert system for people when, to be told when there's a space or a sort of green card lottery system, kind of like what they do in the US. But they didn't talk about when these changes are going to come in. Um, I've just got to ask you again, is there something about the system that is not fair to all of those who are trying to get back? Surely it has to be a level playing field. So we're, we're constantly making improvements to make it a level playing field. There's been a lot of discussion about uh, bots, um, these, these scripts that can help people to refresh the page quickly, to check dates, to fill in forms. They kind of talked about talking about these changes. The change they did make a little later in the week was so that when you refresh the page, you don't have to re-enter your details. Uh, so that you don't need to uh, repopulate the fields when you refresh the page. So that takes quite a step out of the booking process. Um, we added recaptures, which where you click those little images to make it fairer, to make sure that, um, that, that those scripts don't go through with the booking. Um, but, but ultimately, when we've got more people wanting to come than we've got space, um, it's going to be difficult. And then kind of announced it as if this was trying to help the people in this desperate situation. But in my view, it's really not a significant change at all. It's, it's this little change to the system that's completely broken and it doesn't fix the problem. I don't know if it's a case of them maybe dragging their feet a little bit on this or just maybe not understanding how many people are in a really desperate situation because of a broken system. I spoke to John Brewer in Singapore who's been trying for about a month <laughs> to book a place before the end of November. He reckons that it just needs to be scrapped completely. and They just need to open a waiting list and they need to get rid of this click-through booking site that they've got now. I mean, people should be able to express their preference for uh, coming back to New Zealand a year ahead of time if... MB had allowed me to, I would have told them a year ago, hey, I'd like to be back um, sometime in October or November of 2021. I could have told them that, but uh, they didn't give me a pathway for that. They said, well, you have to sign up for MIQ. The dates are going to become available three to four months ahead of time. Then you have to use the website and book it. And mm. he explained to me how it could work, which seemed so straightforward. First and first served. I mean, it's not terribly hard to um, set up a database table with people's contact details and their preferred um, arrival dates. When there's a case of not enough rooms for the people arriving, well, then, you know, I can express my preferences. And um, here are the following 10 weeks in which I would be happy to come back then. They can either say, well, um, you can't have number one, you can't have number two, you can't have number three. Maybe you can have choice number four. Maybe you can have choice number five. A waiting list is not the only suggestion. Others say there should be quotas for critical workers and people with compassionate needs. MIQ says it is constantly reviewing the system. The deputy head of MIQ, Megan Main, says... MIQ's been a success. Um, we've got great freedoms in New Zealand that MIQ is part of, of, of enabling, but, but that comes through, through keeping MIQ safe. Obviously, at the beginning, 
of COVID-19 reaching New Zealand, the government has scrambled to create a solution to the border closures, which was the MIQ system. So in its essence, it was always going to have this improvised quality to it. And I think what this is now, part of it is just the limitations of a system that was put together very quickly. Uh, the question is now, obviously, we're a year on, shouldn't things start to change? And something like a dedicated MIQ facility would solve a lot of the issues. I'm advocating to say we need a long-term solution for MIQ, and I think we need something more than requisitioned uh, hotel rooms. That's business leader Rob Fife, and here's COVID Minister Chris Hipkins. In the last few months we've been looking at a range of options and it may be that we um, we look to continue with some of our facilities in a longer term, uh, whether that's buying them, whether it's leasing them, whether it's doing something different. Uh, we may look at standing up some different looking facilities. Yeah, potentially would be a more user pay system, uh, but there haven't been a lot of details disclosed about that because I don't think a lot, I think it's all just still very up in the air. But I imagine we would move towards a system like that sort of within the next year or so, especially if people are still disgruntled by the system not working for them. Eventually, if there's enough voices about it, I hope the government would have to look into it and change things. Mm. I think it's a matter of them, uh, of the wheels just turning very slowly, too slowly for the people who are out of the country at the moment, and hoping to get home before Christmas, which at the moment is kind of a very tall order. The government can't satisfy everyone who wants to come home um, six months out, then they've really failed. So, Jonathan, what will you do if you can't get a spot that you want by the end of this year? Probably just continue to stay in Singapore and continue, you know, doing doing what I do, which is um, sit in front of a computer and help people design telecommunications networks. So um, at some point, it's just going to be us in a hotel room hanging out here and working on laptops. And that's it's going to suck. It's not going to kill us, but it's going to suck. What's your feeling at the moment? Just worn out. Singapore's been back under a semi-lockdown since the end of April um, due to the Delta variant, and that's been really up and down. We can only go to a restaurant in groups of two, and it's 50% occupancy. Um, we can't use facilities outdoor at our building. I can't sit at a picnic table outdoors. Mm. Yeah, tired and worn out. That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can download us free to your mobile phone every day on any podcast platform. And if you want to get in touch, email us at thedetail at rnz.co.nz. Alexia Russell produced today's episode. Blair Stagpole engineered it. And thanks to Matthew Scott and John Brewer. Mā te wā.